Hey there, and welcome to Veterinary Club Vet Week, the week, the week in vet stuff. It's the week. It's a couple weeks since we've had a show. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're going to just give you a recap yeah, of the last Running around week or talking so. to people about stuff. Yeah, they're, the last couple weekends, yeah, I've been, I've been doing stuff. I've been working, you know, because I have a job. You were in Washington, D.C. This past weekend, this past yeah. Weekend, before that, you were in Roanoke, Virginia. Yep. So, yeah, that was speaking at the Virginia Veterinary Conference, the technician series. Did uh, a, a few hours of CE lectures there. And then at the AAVMC conference, um, presented some stuff, uh, some stuff I was working on with some colleagues at different universities. And so, um, so yeah, was busy doing that kind of stuff in between, you know, doing clinics and seeing cases and just kind of trying to keep up with all sorts of other things. You don't just see cases? I don't just see cases, no. We, um, we struggle sometimes to explain that. <laughs> to friends and family like that I'm not like just a regular vet that just goes to the hot like I I do that sometimes or like go in and see patients but that's probably like officially 50% of my job but probably less than 50% of my job because I do a bunch of other stuff um to make my job more than 100% yeah <laughs> yeah when I had my faculty uh, annual review my stuff adds up to more than 100% I think she actually put it at 110% my boss did which yeah. is kind of cool yeah, I don't know how that actually works, <laughs> but uh, yeah, turns out I do too much. Surprise! Uh, it, although the the podcast doesn't count for it, so just want you guys all to know that the podcast was for fun. We do this because we like it. Um, so thanks for listening. If mm-hmm. you guys weren't listening, we probably wouldn't still do it. But uh, yeah. yeah, we get enough listeners. Yeah, yeah, I think for the most part, people are enjoying it. So yeah, um, other things. We also saw a movie and we did, have we, have we mentioned on the show our big plans for our, our hike? I don't remember. I don't know if we have. If we haven't, uh, Tover and I planned a, I think we did, um, a big backpacking trip in September to like hike the Grand Canyon and like backpack and like sleep in our sleeping bags and under the yeah. stars for poop like- Poop in the woods. And poop in the woods. Yeah. Um, so we've been like getting our like gear for that. And today we went on like a, mm-hmm. like a six mile hike practicing, got a train. So we were doing that. Yeah, so, you know, squeezing all the, the things in. Time. Yeah. Cooked under like outside with the tiniest little stove in the world, but it worked really well. Yeah. And we had some mediocre mac and cheese. <laughs> and yeah. Was, the mac and cheese was wasn't as good as the regular mac and cheese. Yeah, it other was, things that we've had from the, no matter what like, mac and cheese you're talking about, it probably wasn't as good, but yeah. it was it wasn't bad. Yeah, is that my thing or yours? It's making the weird noise. I hear a new hat. He just popped it out. I <laughs> just hit myself in the face with a microphone. Um, thank goodness we're not recording this one uh, for with video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thankfully, we are recording sound. I suppose. Um, yeah. So I don't know. What should we What should we talk about as far as what uh, all the things we've done? We had um, some good. Diet, like we had a like a really sick diabetic last weekend, which was a good case. I'm talking about, um, yeah, all I kept hearing was you telling people just just give it more, and they were like, give Are more you insulin, sure? just give it more, give more insulin, <laughs> yeah, like, like a little bit more, no, a lot more. Oh, you guys are only giving a tiny bit. No wonder it's not doing better. So, um, 
we're doing, we're actually going to talk about that a little bit at the journal club this week. So, um, listen to the journal club from this week and, and hopefully that will, um, make some sense. But the take home message is you treat DKA differently than diabetes in that they're both treated with insulin, but in diabetes, and I think I've talked about this on the show in diabetes, you use the insulin to try to get the glucose where you want it. And in DKA, you use the insulin to get rid of the acids and you have to just keep giving insulin and insulin and insulin until you move them from a DKA to just a regular old diabetic who's not acidemic. And if you don't give them a crap ton of insulin, you will never make them not acidemic. What does DKA mean? Diabetic ketoacidosis. Is that like the diet that everybody's trying to do? (laughs) Um, it is the same keto that when you're talking about the keto diet. Um, the idea is to use an alternative source of fuel, a less efficient source of fuel. Um, and so, yeah, if you're, if you have less carbohydrates in your diet, carbohydrates are essentially broken down into sugar. Um, actually everything is essentially broken down into sugar. That's like the building block for all the things. Uh, not the building block, but like the fuel source for all of your cells. Um, and everything gets broken down ultimately into glucose um, so that you can make ATP. But carbohydrates are like, that's boom, it's quick step. Just they're pretty much glucose mo- molecules made up of glucose versus um, fats and, and proteins. There's more steps involved. It's a little more complicated. But so if you're not taking in carbohydrates, you have to go through more steps. Um, and if you have low enough levels of glucose, then your body will like switch over and make ketones. Um, there's a problem with that though. If you have too many ketones, then um, basically it's how like free fatty acids can be turned into ketones. And if you have too many ketones, then you get a buildup of acids and you can get really sick from that. So I have no idea. I'd have to look at the literature on like the uh, the keto diet. Yeah, there's a bunch um, of stuff with uh, if you actually get insulin ketotic. and things. It's that's the with bodybuilders. Um, usually, when they die suddenly, it's not because of the steroids or anything. It's something re- usually related to they were using insulin to oh. help diet somehow. And yeah, that'll kill you. They do it wrong. If you take too much insulin, it will drive it off balance. Yeah, it will. So it will drive all of your glucose into your regular cells, but your brain cells also super dependent on glucose have to use glucose, but don't require insulin um, for glucose uptake. There's a couple other cell like retinal cells. I think don't require insulin. There's a few um, tissues in your body that don't require insulin. The vast majority of tissues in your body cannot take up glucose unless there's insulin present, but the brain is not one of those. Um, and so if you, if you send all the glucose in your blood into your cells, then your brain starts to starve. So you need to have enough in your blood that your brain can function like in the bloodstream itself. Um, but if you have all of it in the blood and none of it going to your cells, like that's also, then your cells start to start to starve. So, um, yeah, if you, if you send all of, if you have too much insulin and then all of it goes inside of your cells and none of it is roaming free in the blood, then your brain dies. Um, and if it, all of it is in the blood and your brain is like, woohoo, this is awesome, but the rest of you dies. Mm-hmm. So we do need to strike a balance um, as with so many things. Um, so you need the right amount of insulin. But um, yeah, so we had, this, we had this DKA case that it was, it was actually came in as like a sick diabetic, uh, I don't know, like a week before. 
um, saw it on ER, it, but it was not like a, it wasn't a DKA. It was just a sick diabetic, newly diagnosed diabetic. And we transferred it to the internal medicine service who like worked it up and got a plan together and like sent it home with like the initial diabetes plan. Um, so this is a good reminder that your first plan is often not the one that ends up being the right one. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the details of why, like the dog initially was doing okay. It was eating in the hospital. So they sent it home with a plan for some insulin. Um, in retrospect, it was probably, you know, a, too low of a dose of insulin, which is common. You often start like a low dose because you don't want to drop the glucose so low and have the brain die. That's generally bad. But I guess the dog very quickly like decompensated at home, came in. I think it got discharged on a Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday and came in like a Friday night, like a really sick DKA. Um, so sicker than it had come in before even. And, um, so um, the team was, you know, had had it on like an insulin regimen, a, a constant rate infusion of regular insulin, short acting insulin. And, but it was just like super acidemic. Like its pH was like 6.9, which normal 7.4, like that's really low. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they were like, ah, you know, we're just not making any progress. So they called me, they're like, hey, we're sorry to bug you, but um, we just need some help with this case. And I was like, you just need to pound this dog with insulin. Like it just needs all the insulin. And, um, this was the whole, again, I've harped on this before, but like the, the insulin chart versus insulin dosages. Um, cause this wasn't a huge dog. It was like a, I don't know, schnauzer or something like that. Um, <laughs> this is one of the things you did at your, uh, the Roanoke speech. It's like, how much are you supposed to give it? And you asked the crowd and they were like, and you were like enough. <laughs> yeah. You have to give it enough. That's exactly right. That's true for so many like things. Fluids for hydrating. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like you give it enough. It's true. Um, but, and how do you know if you're giving it enough? Well, in DKA, the acidemia improves <laughs> and this dog's acidemia wasn't improved, but also this dog's glucose wasn't improved. The dog came in super hyperglycemic. It's, it's blood sugar was super duper high and they were giving insulin and the blood sugar was staying super duper high. Well, that also tells you that the, you're not giving enough insulin. Um, that, I mean, that wouldn't be enough insulin for a regular diabetic, let alone a DKA. The difference is, um, in a DKA, you're going to give a bunch of insulin, 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 insulin. And eventually the blood sugar should come down because you're driving the, the glucose into the cells and that's good. And the, the, this is where people usually make the mistake is they go, ah, the glucose is coming down. Therefore, I will reduce the amount of insulin I'm giving. And usually that's not what you want to do. Is that, is that sounding weird to you too or just me? What? No? Okay. Maybe it's my headphones. I might need to. It's all staticky and weird. And no, I don't hear anything staticky. Okay. So the recording's probably okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. So um, that's very distracting for me. You can plug into a different outlet. Oh, maybe I'll do that. Okay. Turn number three on. It could be my headset, but we'll try that. Okay. Sorry for that. I got very distracted because my, my equipment was being faulty. Anyhow. Uh, people make the mistake of saying, oh, the blood sugar is coming down. Therefore, we can stop giving so much insulin. However, that patient is still has a bunch of ketones in their blood. And that, those ketones are an, they're acids. And so they're still contributing to the acidemia and the, the diabetic ketoacidosis, which makes them very, very sick. And so if you cut back on the insulin you're giving because you're worried about making them like hypoglycemic, which you should be worried about, we'll come back to that, but you won't actually treat the DKA. You have to give them insulin. Insulin is the only thing that's going to reverse this. So what you have to do instead is, or I don't know, maybe you'll figure it out. Okay. So blood sugar is too high. 
you give a bunch of ins and, and acids are too high. Insulin is going to get rid of both of those things. Mm -hmm. So you give a bunch of insulin and the blood sugar comes down, but the acids are still high. So what do you do? Keep giving it. Giving what? The thing that makes insulin? them go down. Yeah. Except then if the blood sugar comes too low, you'll die. So what do you do now? Give it more sugar for the blood. Exactly. You just give it more sugar. <laughs> so yeah. that's exactly right. So since you can't drop the insulin without continuing to be acidemic, which eventually will kill you. Um, and if you can't keep giving insulin um, without doing anything else about it, because then you will die from hypoglycemia, you just have to give more sugar, more what we, we just give it substrate. Um, that might be food if they're eating, but usually they're pretty sick and they're not. So we're giving a bunch of insulin IV, but we're also giving dextrose. Um, and that's that's the the key. And, th and this was happening. Like the team had the the insulin chart, which basically says, if your blood sugar is this, you do these fluids. And the fluid choices are this insulin, an insulin containing fluid, and then you can adjust the rate. And then um, plus or minus a dextrose containing fluid. And so they were following the chart. The problem was they had maxed out on the chart. that They were giving the most that the chart ever says to give. And it wasn't enough insulin. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you just have to give more. You just have to, like, you have to give a lot more. Everything, this patient is just saying, I need more insulin. That's the only thing, that's literally the only thing you can do to fix it. But the chart had been maxed out. And it's like, but the chart, and I was like, okay, it doesn't matter. The chart is wrong. Well, yeah, <laughs> you max it out. It's not, not that it's wrong. It's just it's not applicable anymore. You, uh, I would argue it's not yeah, applicable. You don't I hate like the it, chart. But uh, I found a paper. That but if you go beyond the chart anyway, it's right. you're, you're out of the realm yeah. of it. Yeah, this chart is not sufficient for this it's situation, like and I argue it's not sufficient for <laughs> my any My thermometer of them. doesn't go below 50 degrees. So, yes, I'm not cold. <laughs> so when it gets below 50 degrees, it's just 50 degrees. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that doesn't work. So, and it wasn't working, and that was the thing they were calling me. They're like, this isn't working. I'm like, yeah, it's definitely not working. Um, the other problem with the chart is then in order to increase the dose of insulin, you're going to have dramatically increase the fluids in this patient. I'm like, you're going to end up fluid overloading it. So I'm like, I want you to take that chart and I want you to take a match and I want you to burn it. <laughs> I didn't actually say that. I was thinking it though. And I was imagining it in my mind. You guys have that fancy shredder. Yeah. There's a lot of textbooks we have to shred. That chart is in a lot of textbooks. <laughs> and if I could, we did actually, okay. So there was a copy of um, one of the, one of the textbooks that, you know, pick any of them. And they all put the chart in there and I wish none of them would. But um, but I was like, oh, I just want to tear this page out. I was like, it's not actually my book. Um, and even if it was like, I don't really want to tear the page out. I'm like, but maybe I could just like get a magic marker, just like erase it. Um, and then another very reasonable, rational, clever person was like, what if we just like put a, a sticky note over that? And was like, don't use. And I was like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we did. Caution, don't use this. Um, but people like the chart um, because they think it makes it easier. Um, I don't like the chart. Well, if it was right, it would make it easier, right? Um, easier if it was right all the time. The problem is it's a chart. And what what can a person do that a chart can't do, Topher? Use a calculator. True. What else? <laughs> There's things like a bajillion things. I don't know. Um, Charts think. are pretty handy. A person can think and a I chart can't. I have an can't. Excel chart that thinks. No, it still doesn't think. You can come up with a really cool Excel chart and it doesn't think. And I think the, I think the problem that um, the chart is that it allows people, oh, you don't actually have to think about what's happening in diabetes. Yeah, that's you why don't it's have easier. to understand it. I know. <laughs> the problem is it I don't think you work. understand. <laughs> <laughs> that's what easier is, not having to think. You're right. 
You're right. The chart is easier. If you don't care about actually saving the patients, but you want your job to be easy, um, pick a different field. Uh, yeah. Veterinary medicine isn't always easy. Yeah. That's why it takes Bummer. like 12 years. Yeah. It takes like a hundred years to go through it. And you know, that's why people come to you is for your expertise. Not so that they can be like, Hey, I hear, I hear you guys have this like secret chart <laughs> that you can use. I think my, I think my pet needs this chart. How much can I pay you to, to use that chart? No, they come to you for your expertise and they, they want you to think about it. They, they understand that they don't know what's going on, but that they expect you know what's going on. And you can use all those years of training to be like, huh, I understand diabetes and I understand what has gone wonky in DKA. And therefore I can use my smarts because I'm very smart because I made it all the way through high school and then undergrad and then vet school. And it turns out that's really hard. And, um, and you're really smart if you do that. And I feel like the chart is just a way of being like, we, yeah, we don't trust the average veterinarian to be smart enough to get this. And I think that's a bunch of crap. I think the average veterinarian is absolutely smart enough to understand this. Um, and yeah, it's a little bit hard, but there's a lot of things that we do that are kind of hard. And, um, yeah, I just, I think it's, it's an excuse to not have to think. And, and I, and I'm not blaming people out there who have used the chart because you were taught to use the chart. Yeah, I'm blaming the people who were teaching you. Um, I think they taught you poorly and they didn't have faith in you. Actually, probably what happened is a lot of the people that taught you, they also were taught the chart and that's all they know. <laughs> They've never really stopped to think like, you know what? How does this actually work? Um, why are we using what this chart? What are electrolytes? What are electrolytes? Electrolytes are salts dissolved in water. No, it's what plants crave. It's what plants crave. Yeah. That's that from Idiocracy, right? Yeah. It's what plants crave. Um, yeah. And I have more faith in humanity than the writers of Idiocracy had. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, they, they solved the problem. The one guy's like, what if we just use water? We can't That's use water. We use Gatorade. It's what plants crave. It's what plants crave. Anyway, so that was that was my that my fun like clinical like rah. Now w what happened? What happened was <laughs> um, they um, they threw the chart out and they started just like pounding this dog. Yeah, I never heard what happened. It did better. It started to do better. <laughs> yeah, it started like they started giving a lot more insulin and they had to give some dextrose too. Um, but the, gl the glucose started to come down and the pH started to come up and the dog was doing, it was still pretty sick, but it was doing much better. And actually, I don't know if I told you this, but um, apparently word on the street is Monday morning when we transfer that case back to internal medicine, some, but one of the faculty from the internal medicine team was overheard saying, hey, ER did a really good job with this case. Mm -hmm. Yay. <laughs> so that was, that was nice. Um, I think at that point, somebody had put it back on the chart, which makes me a little bit sad, but it happens. People freaking love the chart. So it probably they were like, oh yeah, that chart totally worked. I'm like, no, the chart definitely didn't work. It was not working. We had to throw out the chart. And then at the end, after the dog was getting better, it's like, put this back on the chart. It's like, gosh, darn it. Mm -hmm. So somebody was probably giving credit to the chart. So that probably was misleading people thinking the chart worked when it, yeah. it absolutely 100% did not work for this patient. Um, I hate the chart. Have I mentioned that? <laughs> um, so that was, that's the case that sticks out in my mind. Um, but yeah, then it was just like traveling, drive, driving, a lot of driving um, to conferences and some schmoozing, which I hate. I, I really. That's why we went hiking and saw nobody. Yeah, wait, that's not true. We didn't see nobody, but we well, saw When we got very back, we people. saw a lot of people, but on our way out, there was, there was a lady in a minivan with a baby driving. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then... He was a good driver. There were two folks that walked by 
like right after you had to pee. So that was close. <laughs> yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Um, they didn't see anything. Just like just with some people with dogs. Yeah. And only one of them didn't have the dog on a leash. Another the one, other one was like, they were leashing. Yeah, so they were I in think, the process. They hadn't had it. I think they realized, hey, there's other dogs out here. Hey guys, um, just put your dogs on the leashes. Every, all of you all the time, unless you're in like a fenced in yard specific like your yard like just there's no need if you're out in the woods if you're out in public lands just leash your dog it's fine but he's a good boy yeah what about the ones who aren't that come up and attack your dog i'm just 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 leash your dog Hmm? the end i think i've I've i don't know the rule on that i know in florida at at the park you have to have your dog yeah that's what i was thinking and i know all the florida parks like they had um, signs and stuff. It's like your dog had to be on a leash. Yeah. And one of our friends is talking about it. It's like, yeah, I got a couple tickets. Yeah. Because you just let his dog run around too. Yeah. You're, you're dumb. That's <laughs> sorry. There's just no, now there are like designated areas. Like you're at this fenced in dog park or whatnot. Now dog parks have like, they aren't their own issues, but cause you don't know who else is bringing their dog in. So even if your dog is really good, what if someone else's doesn't? So what would happen like we've had this happen a couple times. Mm-hmm. It was when we were disc golfing, and then when you're in Puerto Rico, like just a dog comes up and kind of follows you around, and like say a ranger or someone comes up and is like, "Hey, here's a ticket for not having your dog leash." It's like that's not my this dog. Genuinely, not my dog. Like, would they be like, "Yeah, sure, here's your ticket." I don't know. It's not my dog. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be like, uh, literally, you can, you could take him with you right now. Like, this is not my dog. I don't know. The ones we saw in Puerto Rico, like didn't look owned. The ones running around. Yeah. The one of the disc golf, the one time looked pretty owned. When was you that? Get, I don't remember that. You, you said it had like the, was it TPLO or whatever? Where it's oh. got the skippy leg. Oh yeah. It looked like it had a torn cruciate. Like it needed a TPLO. Not that it had one. Okay. You um, know which one I'm talking about now? No. Yeah. It's just like a little dog that was skipping around. It followed us for about like six holes on the disc golf course. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've blocked that out. Yeah, you don't have a very good memory. What? <laughs> is it my memory or is it my hearing? Um, yeah, I I find the not putting your dog on a leash to be moderately obnoxious. Yeah, it's dangerous too. Cause like, what if mm-hmm. what if the dog like runs up to me and I'm just like, bah, bear. <laughs> Well, and like, what if you're afraid of dogs? What if like, you don't know, there's all sorts of reasons why that, like, it doesn't matter how good your dog is. It, it, in fact, if it's so good, then it shouldn't mind having the leash on. Yeah. Like what, what is the deal? Like, I just, I don't understand why that's such a big deal. Yeah. He's a good boy. Yeah. Too bad he doesn't have a good owner. (laughs) Yeah. I said it. I said it. If you're one of those people, just know I am judging you. And I'm biased because I see when everything goes wrong, but like what, it's not worth the risk. It's not worth the risk of having another dog run up to your dog and attack it and you can't do anything about it because neither dog is on a leash. Um, There's nothing you can do about like your dog gets spooked or is trying to protect you and, you know, runs out and gets hit by a car. Like I just see all the things that go bad and... I'm not talking about like people making mistakes. The dog got out of the yard or it slipped the leash or it slipped out of my hand or, you know, those things happen. But when you're just like, oh yeah, no. When you say things like my dog's a good dog, like the dog we saw that was not on a leash today was a good dog. It it was being well-behaved. The owner was not being well-behaved. That dog should have been on a leash. That was like a cliff area. That dog could have like stumbled and fall. Yeah. 
I don't know. He gets spooked. Boom. Next thing you know, he's tumbling down a mountain. Oh, it was really worth it. He needed that. That was that was really important. Like he doesn't have his freedom. He's not a wild dog. He lives with you. <laughs> he had a harness. Like they always have a harness or a, a collar on. So if you're worried about like their comfort, like nope. That doesn't work. Anyway, why are you having me go off on these tangents? Too? I don't know. You just get on soapboxes. I do. I do like, I live on soapboxes. <laughs> They're my favorite. Um, yeah. I had some, I had some, what, what fun stuff. We had some good food this weekend. That was good. We had some yummy cupcakes. Yeah. That was like, that was a highlight. Not going to lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a cookies and cream cupcake and it was delicious. I'm still kind of thinking about it. Yeah, we're going to have to get more. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they just, they need to cut back on the packaging to save money. They could charge a lot less for their cupcakes oh, if they didn't have the fancy the, packaging. Was it Georgetown cupcakes? I think it was Georgetown cupcakes. Very good cupcakes. But like it came in a big fancy box and then in, inside the bag, inside the box. And I was just like, you could just hand me the cupcake with a little paper wrapper around it and we'll be good. And we'll knock, let's knock off $12 from the price. <laughs> It'd be cool. Uh, but then now I got to have like super fancy packaging. Ugh, I don't need the packaging. They're cupcakes. So what did you do this week that was fun? Oh, Let's talk know. about my week. Why, why don't we should talk about your week? Oh, did I get anything fun at work today? Not today. Got, you didn't work today. Slacker. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounds like a no. You didn't. Um, did you, if like some antique things or no? Like I don't a, think I've gotten anything really cool lately. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just a lot of like. This is why we don't talk about your week stuff. on the show, I guess. We got a bunch of weird sciencey stuff, but I didn't know what any of it was. Sciencey stuff, yeah. Yeah. That sounds fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Conference stuff. That's always weird. Don't feel bad if um, I'm supposed to like network at those things and I don't like doing that. Um, So don't feel bad if you don't like doing that at conferences. Don't feel bad if you do like doing that. Good for you. That's kind of how they're supposed to be. You're supposed to go and like network and schmooze and I don't like to do that. I spent like 15 minutes at the hour and a half like welcome reception thing and I was like I can't do this anymore. Okay, got to go. Bye. <laughs> My husband's uh, waiting on me. Yep. Yep, got to go get some dinner away from you people. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't like people, it's just that I'm an introvert and at the end of the day I'm like I'm exhausted. I've been talking to people all day and I don't want to anymore. I'm done. And other people like enjoy that and they find that like that's this is exciting. I feel like some people that's why they go to the conferences is to to see other people. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. It is a hundred percent. Not the reason I go like if that were all we would do, I would never go to a conference. Um, yeah, I do like interacting with people and like working on a project and stuff, but it's like, Oh, here, let's introduce you to this. I was like, no, don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, yeah. So there was that, but there, I like attended some, some good talks. Um, yeah, some good discussion points here and there. What did you guys talk about? Wow. Um, we don't need to get into all of the things because we don't have time for that. But um, <laughs> so the AVMC conference is AVMC stands for the Amer- Association of American Veterinary Medical Colleges. I might be mixing up the A's, but um, basically all the vet schools, um, primarily the deans and like associate deans for um, whatever. They all have different titles, but deans of students. Um, and they get together and they talk about like, how are we teaching our students and what are the problems we're having and what are the things we need to be doing better and th- that kind of stuff. Um, so it's not like vet med content. It is education content, administrative content, like curricular stuff. So um, there was a lot of things about 
admissions, like how we, like what, what should we be doing about like our admissions, our procedures, admissions for students into vet school, which is always fun. And then like they present like the numbers, like the stats from the last year. Um, one of the talks I went to that I really enjoyed was discussing, um, how, like what are our admissions criteria or application criteria or whatever selection criteria, that's what I'm looking for, for interns and residents. And that, um, we might be over-reliant on GPA and class rank, which I agree with. Um, and so that was the lively discussion. That was fun. And I got to have a mic drop moment at the end of that one. So that was pretty good. I told Topher about this. This was fun. So, um, the way this, this, this conference, cause there's still some COVID stuff. So there was like some hybridization, you know, for the people who were attending remotely, but essentially most of the things they want to have, you know, period for like Q and a and discussion at the end. Cause this is the kind of, you know, group that is, it's a relatively small conference and everybody there is like, you know, they've, they've got, they're, we're all doing the same kinds of things and have the same kinds of priorities. So, you know, every presentation left a good chunk of time for Q and a at the end. And what they would do, because it was hybrid, it was really important to like pass the microphone around so that the people who weren't physically there could hear everything everyone was saying. Otherwise, they would be like, oh, cool, there's some mumbling in the background. We have no idea what's going on. So there were always like people wandering around, like passing the microphone around to the different people who had questions. And um, there were a bunch of people having questions and comments. And I'd had my hand up, um, you know, a good bit. And it's just, it's going to other people, which is all fine. Um, and then I get the, I finally get the microphone you know, while somebody else is asking their question. So I was like, Oh, cool. I'm next. And then <laughs> as soon as, um, as soon as that person, uh, answers the question that the two moderators, the, the speakers, one of them turns to me and is like, so the bad news is we've just run out of time. And I was like, Oh, and I was like, that's fine. That's fine. He's like, no, no, that means you have the last word. And I was like, cool. <laughs> and so, um, I was like, well, my, you know, a couple of people were like, we're going to, you know, give you some pushback to the presenters. And I was like, so I'm going to give some pushback to the pushbackers. So the double pushback. And I said my piece and, and it was to a gentleman that was sitting at the table with me. And, you know, I, one of the, I was kind of just, you know, disagreeing with him, just like, Hey, or not really even disagreeing, but like, Hey, you know, here's another way of looking at what you said. Um, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And, and it was funny because you could tell he was just like, I, I want to respond. I want to respond. Um, and so then I said my final thing and then he was like, okay, all right, it's time for me to respond. And I go, Nope, sorry. I was told I would have the last word. And then I turned the microphone off. <laughs> that was it. That was the end and of you dropped it on the ground. And then I, cr I smushed it under my shoe. Yeah, I crushed it and destroyed it completely. No, actually, I mean, that, that was the end of the talk. People got up and started leaving. A couple of people were really excited. They, they got a kick out of it. I did talk to the gentleman afterwards. I was like, no, you know, he and I got to talk. He didn't get to have the last word, um, but I did hear his perspective. And, um, but, you know, I'm hoping that people got that that was, you know, meant to be lighthearted, like, we really were out of time. We were already past time. And I was like, nope, sorry. I was told I'd have the last word. Microphone off. So that was fun. That was another highlight. That and the cupcake um, was what were highlights. Um, our group presented some stuff. And um, we were looking for feedback from people. And we got a lot of really good feedback. So that was a really helpful. Um, that was what we were looking for. Like, hey, here's where we are in our project. Um we recognize we have a lot of work to do, um, but we, you know, we wanted to check in with other people who also have, you know, a, a vested interest in what we're working on. And um, so that was helpful. That it was, it's a nice kind of conference for that. There's people all kind of working in the same realm 
and sharing ideas. So those, I do like those kinds of conferences where they're a little bit smaller, a little more intimate and more opportunity for discussion rather than like stand there and, you know, in a, in a, or sit there in a room full of a hundred people it and was just a little like hard to, to somebody drone up. Oh yeah. It was at the Watergate hotel in DC and every, like all these buildings in this, this relatively moderately sized area just say Watergate, Watergate, Watergate. Everything just says Watergate. And we walked into four buildings. One was actually the correct building, but the wrong facade to the building. We were at the front, the str- the like the frontage of this building. And we walked in, we're like, we're looking for the Watergate Hotel. And she's like, no, no, no. And she points to her right. And so then we go, okay, thanks. And then we walk to the right, her right. And we walk, 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 walk. And then we're like, these are like shops. This isn't right. And then we're Everything like, looks like weird. a hotel lobby too. Everything does. Everything does. And everything wasn't. Most things, in fact, were not hotel lobbies. Our hotel lobby was in the back. You had to like, it it was really, you couldn't see it. You couldn't see the front of the lobby from the street. Yeah. You couldn't see that. But so we walked, so we walked into that building. I don't even know what that was because it sure seemed like it was the hotel. (laughs) Like it was the same building. Um, But apparently not how you're allowed to get in. And then we walked to a couple other condos. This is Watergate Condo A, but it doesn't say that. It just says Watergate on the outside of the building. Watergate West, East, they had different directions, but it didn't say hotel or not hotel. We were like, can someone just tell us where the dang hotel is? So yeah, it took us a few tries. Yeah. It should have been really easy. It just, it wasn't. Well, because the sign that said Watergate Hotel, it was a driveway. Like there's no no way to walk back there. (laughs) Nothing. We're like, okay. What the heck? So anyway, that should be remodeled. Um, but yeah, we had some fun. Walked down to the waterfront and had some yummy food. I had some good seafood. You had some fun fried chicken. Yeah. That was fun. And yeah, mostly just kind of chilled a little bit though. Mm-hmm. We've seen all the movies. We saw Batman. Yeah, I've seen Batman. Do not wait for the end credit scene for Batman. Yeah, just watch it online That's later. the only thing I can say. <laughs> did not, you enjoy it? No. Did you like the movie? The end credit scene? No. Did you like the movie? Oh, the movie was good. Yeah. I like all movies. Yeah, I do too. So we're not we're not. It didn't feel like critical movie critics. It didn't feel like five hours. It wasn't five hours. It was like two hours and forty minutes or two fifty. It was almost it was three, three hours. hours. No, it didn't feel too long though. It really didn't. I agree. Um, oh, one thing they did do. You had to go to the bathroom for this part. I did not. Yeah, you did. I the didn't. um. Oh, in the previews, the, you know, like the roller coaster thing that Regal does. Oh yeah. The minions were riding it, and it was oh, really funny. That is fun. I was gonna say I didn't go to the bathroom during the movie. I went during the previews, so I missed a good preview. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> that is kind of fun. Was that like a preview for a minions movie, or just like a fun thing they're doing? It's just a fun thing they were doing. There is the the new minions movie. There's a new up. minions movie. Coming yeah, up? it's like the rise of Gru or something. How, oh yeah, that's right. We did see something about that a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, so we're all caught up in movies. We'll have to see what movies are coming out. No, no that's not entirely true. There's Studio Six Six Six. We haven't yeah. seen it. That one looks fun. But other than that, we're pretty ca- we're caught up on the big movies. Um, so yeah, that's been our last week, almost two weeks. Um, some work, some traditional work, some non-traditional work, some fun, some hiking, some movies. I think we didn't do one the week before too. And that one we uh, it was Valentine's Day weekend, so we just went. Oh yeah, we Topher went to PF Chang's. To- Topher made big plans. He made a bunch of dinner reservations. One of them was at PF Chang's. One of them was at a non-chain. Yeah, we went out like of town to go to because there's there's not really any chain restaurants where we live now. I mean, there are, but there's yeah. none of like none the, of the like mid-range, like semi, not yeah. fancy, but like n- like, like nice PF Chang's, <laughs> like a place that you need to make a reservation on like a Friday night. Right. Yeah. So Topher made plans, and then we went out of town for a couple days. Yeah. A couple nights. It was nice. 
had a good time. Yeah. So we didn't do any podcasting. Sorry about that. We were, uh, you know, enjoying some work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Hooray. Anyhow, that's it for this, uh, this week. And yeah, we will, we should be able to catch you next week. I don't think we, you don't have any. I think there's planned, a bunch right? of shows this week. A bunch of shows? Yeah. Oh, I do have a few things yeah, scheduled. A, a hangout. Yeah. The probably be a journal club. Yep. Yeah. So we should have some more things coming do soon. A vet book. Yeah, we should. We'll I have to work out. Saturday, so. Lame. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.